Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Ben Reikley. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Central Susquehanna Valley. It is a beautiful fall day. The temperature is where you want it for your... uh, potential great weekend you're going to have watching high school college sports and maybe even some of those professionals on sunday uh, but good morning my name is ben reikley i am with craig defazio good morning ben craig this is the virgin tour of your radio career this is correct this is uh, we should have broke the champagne as, <laughs> as you walked in and, and had a uh, had a little maybe a mimosa for health reasons <laughs> we'll, we'll drink the orange juice but but uh, no folks craig defazio local resident of uh, sealands grove but uh, you've uh, made it around and the country quite a bit, and we'll get into that in a little bit of detail, but uh, good to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here, Ben. Yeah, well, we'll have some discussions. I always try to uh, have a discussion before the other people might want to argue, but mm-hmm. you'll, you'll you'll be in the seat over there that, uh, that a number of folks have sat in for the years, the so 15 years of On the Mark. On the Mark, sponsored by Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership uh, since 1915, so that would be over 100 years of allowing them to make your transportation a lot easier and a lot more efficient. They're on 4th Street in Sunbury and the Kia store, 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Get into the quick lane, get your car prepared. Sunbury Motors, if you have a transportation need, they will take care of it. Craig, there's also a deal going on, I believe, today. Okay. Today, if uh, you go into Sunbury Motors and see Jeff Clock, and you tell them the high school that Craig DeFazio graduated from, you could get a special gift. But that's that's going to be out probably. We'll do that in the 930. And uh, see Jeff Clock at Sunbury Motors and uh, see if that special gift is there for you. Sounds good. Join us on On the Mark. Give us a call at 800-795-9565. That's 800-795-9565. Or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And for you texters, good luck. I'll let uh, Mark get to your texts on Monday because uh, the system here is almost as complicated as putting a SpaceX rocket into orbit here <laughs> on the uh, on the text center. Our producer, Rob Center, is going to keep us straight on the other side, Craig, but uh, let's uh, let's do a little bit of information for the folks. Sure. Craig, Craig DeFazio, uh, I did say the 930 hour, but we'll give the high school right now, though. Abington uh, Heights. Yeah, Abington Heights Comets. Comets. Yeah. Play, played, uh, played football with a gentleman from Abington Heights. Okay. Uh, school that's still there, has oh, not yeah. merged like a lot of schools have up no. in your area. That's uh, in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Yeah, it's actually in uh, Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right uh, in graduated that. in 87. The, uh, the Comets... Uh, um, lost uh, or beat, I think, uh, the Shikalemi softball uh, team this year uh, on their way to uh, on their way to states. Yeah, that did not make uh, Roger Weist happy. No, I know it didn't. So, uh, but uh, his daughter's a very good player. She's very, 
for it. Probably yes. got to play in yeah. college. Yep. After Abington Heights, you took your education to uh, the city of brotherly love. Yes, LaSalle University down in Philadelphia. Yeah. Known as the uh, Explorers, I believe. Correct. Correct. Is that still a good term they can use? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Still, still a good term. And um, uh, graduated in 91 and then uh, off to... Uh, uh, off to the workforce and uh, started to move around a, a bunch um, throughout, um, moved to Boston uh, for work and uh, Atlanta and then Stanford, Connecticut, and that's where I met my, my wife. Mm-hmm. Your wife, the doctor, Jessica Pagana DeFazio. Correct, correct, yep. And uh, you guys had a, uh, had a good, solid marriage because you have three beautiful children. Yes, we do. Yes, we <laughs> I would do. say yeah. I'd uh, yeah. enjoy them all. I, I do uh, enjoy your younger son because uh, two gentlemen and I, Barry Shavlin, myself, Bob Kennedy, I'll drop the names. McAllister did help us get a golf cart over a ledge and we got it back on the course because <laughs> he was the guy who came up and asked the ultimate question. Which is? Do you guys need help? <laughs> and, and he helped get that golf cart pick up. At 14. At 14 yeah, without McCall- a driver's McCall- license. Senior, but you got Dylan, who's out at uh, San Luis Obispo, right? Yeah, Cal Poly, uh, studying mechanical engineering out in California. And on his way to Rome. Uh, yeah, he's doing a semester abroad and uh, heading to Rome next week. And he'll be there uh, for, I believe, about uh, eight weeks. Mechanical engineer, are they going to work on that leaning tower? <laughs> Straighten that thing yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm okay. sure he'll, he'll okay. be perplexed by that. And uh, your daughter off to college, Avery. Yeah, she's at uh, Marymount down in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, we were down there uh, this past week. Actually, on September 11th, we went down to see her, and uh, she's she's doing well in the transition. So it's yeah. a big big time of life for, for all these guys. Oh, great. Well, glad to have you. Uh, let's jump into it. What uh, we, we talked a little bit before the show. I had a couple things that I thought was out there, and we're going to yeah. go to uh, a, a caller, but getting into the what we talked about on immigration. But first, I'd like to throw this one out on the economy. I was concerned about the two things. FedEx chairman talking about uh, lower growth for their company and a possible worldwide recession. And also the CEO of McDonald's talking about not being able to get employees to come back to the office and particularly come back to their headquarters in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So those are two things, though. But I know we did talk about immigration. So let's go to one of our callers, and today I did not want to say only new callers because we do have some good old callers at Mark and Joe and I think Steve Kushloff this week we're talking to, but uh, we'll go to an old faithful caller. Stan, you are on the mark. Good morning. Uh, I listened to the news there just when I was coming in turning it on, and the mayors of, I, I'm assuming they were talking D.C. and uh, officials at D.C. like Martha's Vineyard, were upset that Abbott and uh, DeSantis didn't warn them ahead of time that they were sending illegals to their jurisdictions. The irony of that is palpable. Is that, is that how they say it? Because when they come across the border in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, I don't believe those people, the leaders of those jurisdictions, are given any warning by the feds that they're going to be dumped in their, into their jurisdiction, are they? I th- believe we are seeing... Uh I'd say this, folks, if you've been to the border, it is as unique. I mean, I stood in San Diego and watched uh, literally 50 people line up, and they run through the turnstile because they can only catch 
20 <laughs> or 10. And and you're sitting there watching this going, what, and this is, I'm talking late 80s into the 90s, so it's a whole different deal. Right now, it's an organized effort, and I will say uh, it is confusing to me why the Biden administration won't address this. It was covered by some media outlets, but very few. But then the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida and some of these people said, you know what, folks, that you know, you just don't understand. And the media was complicit. The major media outlets were complicit in not covering it. it seemed like Fox, the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. some covered it. And now they said, no, no, we're going to open your eyes. And now they started shipping people. But one thing, too, Stan, and Craig and I were talking earlier, and he talked about, hold it. Wasn't the Biden administration flying these people in the early mornings or in the evening, let's say nighttime hours, into places and not letting those political leaders or those people know that they were coming? Didn't that just happen last year? Didn't Congressman Dan Muser talk about that when they flew into Wilkes-Barre? And didn't uh, there was people up in, I believe, uh, uh, Westchester, New York, that talked about it also, but it seemed to fall on deaf ears back then. Well, that's because it wasn't affecting them. And, of course, they did it, and they're probably still doing it, dropping people off. And they're doing it in the small towns in Texas and Arizona where, you know, in one night they could double the population of those little towns because they drop off busloads full of, you know, illegals. And those people and the towns are supposed to take care of these people somehow. I'm not sure how that computes with these people. But Biden is saying, you know, railing against you know, this uh, busting of these people up and flying these people around, you know, as political stunts. Well, gee, no kidding. Got to make a point somehow, I guess. Now, personally, I wish they would load them on buses and take them back across the border and throw them out. But they can't do that. The feds won't allow them to do that. So they do the next best thing they can do is put them into the you know, the sanctuary city jurisdictions and sanctuary state jurisdictions and let them deal with it. And what do you see right away when they do that? Those people start whining. The mayor of D.C. wanted to call out the National Guard because it's an emergency. She's got too many people she can't handle. Same thing in New York City, and they didn't get very many. And in Chicago, Miss Lightfoot out up there, she's taking them in and busting them out into the suburbs. But Chicago's a sanctuary city, but she can't handle them either, so she puts them out in the suburbs and lets them jurisdictions handle it. That's the hypocrisy of these people. Yeah, I, you know, this is uh, uh, Craig. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, with the caveat, when we start talking too much uh, about people uh, like the immigrants and, and just you know saying toss them over the border send them back you know these are human beings you know these are these are teenagers uh, these are children um, you know shame on on the people at the top who who seem to think it's okay that people can you know come into this country and just walk in and not have a plan I mean I, I can't imagine taking my children, uh, walking them across the border, and uh, knowing that I have to feed them, clothe them, shower them. Uh, uh, so, so I think of it as it's inhumane that the process is, is this far broken. Um, and you're also, well, you're, you're, I, I'm sorry, you're also stressing existing systems that are taking care of individuals and people and the homeless, you're stressing those systems. So not only are you doing harm to people coming in, but you're also doing harm to, you know, others that, that need help that are already here. 
There's only one reason that they're coming here. It's because they think that the border is open. In fact, they know the border is open, and they're being encouraged to come here. They shouldn't be coming here. They're marching thousands of miles to come here. Well, they may not all be marching. They may get bus rides through the cartels because they're paying for it. So the cartels are getting rich because they're trafficking these people across the border. They're trafficking drugs. I don't care what anybody says. When the Border Patrol has to take care of all these immigrants... Illegals. I'm going to call them illegals, which they are. They're illegal aliens. They come across the border illegally without permission. So the Border Patrol has to take care of all these people. So further, you know, 10, 15 miles away from where these large groups coming in, which has the focus of the Border Patrol, they're trafficking drugs across mm-hmm. the border. Everybody says, no, 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 they come across at the, you know, the ports of entry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, they send some across the ports of entry and hope they don't get caught. But they also send a large deal of those drugs across the border in in no man's land because they have the support down there the cartels they can support their people there's cartels operating in this country on the southern border right now as we speak well stan i would say this uh president biden is exactly right on on what he says about political pawns and this is a political mess and i think uh, uh saint john pierre uh, you know, I, I I feel sorry for the young lady because it just is embarrassing when uh, gaslighting to the she has a master's degree in gaslighting. So does the Biden administration, wow. and so do other politicians, Republicans included, folks. So it's not like the Democrats only own gaslighting. But the he is exactly right. But here's where I believe he's right. He's right from Central America up. It's not from. Texas and Florida up, it's yes, they're making them political pawns because they're paying. And the dirty little secret is, you just talked about, the cartels are making millions and tens of millions of dollars off these people. So the Biden administration with their policies are letting the cartels make money trafficking these people sexual trafficking, drug trafficking, human trafficking, pick pick it, whichever number you want. And if people really want to get into the details, go look at what they call the certain trees, what they do to these women in these trees. And you tell me, this is this is the Biden administration's creating a humanitarian atmosphere? No, not at all. No. And and, and then don't ever feel sorry for Jean, Jean Lapierre or whatever her name is there. She's I, doing it willfully. She sits hands up there and lies willfully. There's nothing to be sorry about. She's part of the problem. Well, I, as I say, I feel sorry for her because the poor young lady is going to go down as you know, one of. The, I mean, her, her street cred will be below below what whales do in the ocean because I mean, the, the poor girl has lied. The young lady has lied her way through. But Craig, I was just going to say, yesterday uh, she blamed uh, the the um, issues on the past administration. Oh, that's right. Yep. You know, and the wall, yeah, and so how much how much money they have to spend on the wall to repair it? How many people came over? It it makes real. It makes no sense. Yeah. Stan, real quick, I was traveling and was in a, a military area of the country, a, a, a just pure, pure patriotic area, uh, and that's the Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. But uh, I was talking to a, a gentleman at our conference, and he was talking about not so much ghost guns, but what's this new gun that shoots pepper spray at a rate 
a hundred times more than the pepper spray uh, uh, canister. Is, is there some sort? It's it's not a it, it will not kill you, but it will disable you type of gun. Have you have you heard about this item? No, I haven't seen okay. that. But I mean, that'll be that'll be a non-lethal weapon, which in some states they still regulate those like tasers and stuff like that. But sounds interesting. Yeah, no, it's you know, a, it's it, a it must ta- have pepper cartridges in it, yeah. just like the pepper balls that the yeah. the cops use. Yeah, it's a, it's it's that, and it's you can do the balls or you can do the um, I guess a little spray. But anyway, so I'll I'll let you have that research, and you and Mark can get into that next week. <laughs> sounds okay. like a good good thing to me. <laughs> okay, Stan, <laughs> take care. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And Craig, though you're, you're right, though on on some of when you look at the real humanitarian side, you're thinking, okay, how can these people who think this is a good policy to bring people here, if they knew what they went through? And my other part is, I would call this out: Trump administration, I thought should have done it. Biden administration should do it. The next administration should do this. The cartels should be put on the terrorist watch list. We should go after them physically go after their their locations but also go after their money go after their bank account go after their logistics on figure out how they're bringing people here exactly how they're laundering their money and that dirty little circuit might have some politicians in the united mm-hmm. states a little nervous mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back you're listening to on the mark with co-host craig defazio we got uh, a great producer in Rob Center, and feel free to give us a call at 800-795-9565. On the Mark, brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Oh, you're listening to On the Mark. Good morning, little Peter Gabriel, to get everybody moving. I think, Rob, that is... Is that steam? Oh, excellent, excellent. That was an interesting MTV video, if I remember. That had a lot of people moving around and... Steam, I don't remember. It was uh, Sledgehammer. Oh, Sledgehammer was one where they had the... The the video awards and all that, yeah. Yeah, I think Sledgehammer could have been a uh, project for your son Dylan, oh. mechanical engineer, because <laughs> I think they had robotic things moving around. Gotcha. But, uh, he would love that. Yeah. On the Mark, uh, brought to you by somebody Motor Company, you've heard. So, Craig, we talked about immigration, and again, you asked the question, who who benefits from that? And we, we just talked a little bit about the NGOs, the non-government organizations, some there for the right reasons, some there for money. But one thing you brought up with Stan... And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we brought this up, and Larry G. from Texas will give us an email every now and then. He listens. And, Larry, if you're out there, please email us. Even call sometime. 
the services and what it does to the services and what we talked about a couple weeks ago. So they come in, you talked about something very basic, food, clothing, shelter, then all of a sudden go to medical. Then get into education, get into the logistics of housing. Mm-hmm. Are people going to be work? Can these people get visas to work? And the program is it's a debacle. Trump administration addressed it, made some positives. The other part is, I think Stan mentioned it, put them on buses, take them back. Mexico doesn't want these people. Mexico's getting paid. The cartels are paying the Mexican government. The United States, President Trump went down and said, no, no, here's what we'll do. You guys want the money we give you. So basically, these people aren't pawns. They're ping pong balls. And it's a sad state of affair. And I still don't believe uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has figured the uh, root causes, because supposedly she was looking at the root causes of these. And obviously these people feel income. And let's, they're coming for a better life, supposedly, from the standpoint of they'll have a better life. The trip, I can't believe. They must think there's going to be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow here at the United States. But when they get here, look at what the services are. And now look at illegal immigrants compared to U.S. citizens and what the U.S. citizens aren't getting from their mental health care, their education, mm-hmm. their medical services that the government's supposed to provide U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's mm-hmm. the straw has broken the camel's back, I believe, with the group mm-hmm. in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard, D.C., Chicago, And that New was, York. I don't know how many, I think it was two airplanes? Yeah. And 60 it's already, people, 50 people. And it's already, uh, they, they said that it's already uh, causing issues with their system? Yeah, I would believe a term might be the limousine liberals are getting their undergarments in a knot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the mayor of D.C., who is average at best, it seems, back in her mayor of duties, is having a problem. Uh, you see Mayor Adams running around hair on fire, mm-hmm. and he does not have hair, but it's still on fire. And uh, I think they mentioned Lightfoot, who is a mayor lightweight in Chicago, is sending him out to the suburbs. So if you're a sanctionary city, be a sanctionary city. We were in D.C. on Sunday, mm-hmm. on September 11th, and um, we drove around the White House, and there is a you know, grass area just sort of like in downtown Sunbury, and it was all full of tents and people, homeless people, you know, sleeping. Yeah, immigration and homeless are now going head-to-head because mm-hmm. now the, the people who are homeless and the U.S. citizens are saying, hold on. Uh, these people are getting cell phones. These people are getting this and that. Where, where is it for mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. So now the clash is, con- you know, like, you know, you want to help. You want to, but there's no program. I think you said it. There, there's, there's no program, no understanding. Yeah, and I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why they won't fix fix the issue. I mean, we can send billions of dollars to Ukraine. Um, we can wage wars. We can do a lot of things. And why we can't do this basic, you know, orderly, you know, if you're going to allow uh, immigration, okay, let's just do it in an orderly fashion so that uh, people's needs are taken care of, so that you give a heads up to the hospital systems, to the doctors, to, you know, uh, any... No, you're right. It, immigration, and we've talked about in this show for, for years, immigration system's broken. The legal immigration system is broken, as well as what we're seeing with the legal immigration, particularly on the southern border, but the uh, 
tourist visas, mm-hmm. the college student visas. Uh, we go back to 9-11, and we saw, you know, where these people were here on tourist or student visas. So we got an immigration system that uh, has collapsed under its own weight, and we got people politically playing it on both sides. But uh, give us a call, 800-795-9565. We do have some emails that uh, were from yesterday, but uh, we see uh, we see voting, we see uh, endorsements, but uh, we do have some political campaigns going on. We're seeing Dr. Oz. We're seeing uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman out on the campaign trail, not as much as Dr. Oz. We're seeing uh, uh, Doug Mastriano running for governor uh, on the Republican side, was here in the Valley this week. And uh, I don't know if we've seen Josh Shapiro, uh, the Attorney General, up here in this area. But uh, for the Democrats, the T is uh, an interesting place. They can pick off Center County, but mostly they're going to stay in Philly and Pittsburgh in the suburbs. But uh, we do have political races. But call us with your with your opinion. Craig and I are going to get into a, a little bit more information. But uh, one of the things, uh, real quickly, I always like to highlight on Friday is the uh, high school sports that are going on. Uh, your daughter was a, a tennis player. Mm-hmm. Your son is a golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan was involved with... Uh, Basketball, basketball and tennis. tennis. So, uh, but you, so your falls were busy. Uh, the other side for me was football and field hockey. But uh, right now, the uh, the high school and college students are back at it. Uh, had a uh, great uh, great time Saturday over at Jonathan Green's tailgate for the Susquehanna Crusaders, who went on to. I guess uh, they they were a little too diplomatic to the uh, Franklin Marshall diplomats, only winning by three points out at the uh, out at Susquehanna campus. But a good crowd to see the uh, local college students back. Bucknell Bucknell's been at it. Uh, hopefully they can uh, get a victory here coming up. But uh, we'll get into a little bit of uh, 9/11, the economy, immigration, and we will talk a little high school sports uh, coming up here in the next hour. But uh, you're with. Craig DeFazio and Ben Reichley listening to On the Mark. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Your transportation needs, go down and see them at Sunbury Motors. You are listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Ben Reichley. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, Central Susquehanna Valley. I am Ben Reichley. But with me across is Craig DeFazio, local resident of the valley and has contributed to the valley in many ways but uh, Craig glad to have you here great to be here you have some folks that are listening out there and uh, they are recording this probably for prosperity they're gonna play this at your uh, at your 30th birthday party <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago ben. Oh, what? on the mark folks give us a call brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company give us a call or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. We have covered a variety of uh, interesting topics, subjects, but uh, your calls will direct us in the way. But we're going to get into a couple news headlines. We're going to make these as brief as you can get. Pennsylvania... This is a tough one, though. PUC has approved a substantially... 
dollar increase in our natural gas prices for UGI utilities. So the increase is going to be minimal at first, but next year on October 1st, it'll kick in to the full, full 9.5% increase. So basically in the next year and a half, your natural gas bill, if you're with UGI, which most people are, are going to go up almost 10 percent. So uh, that is... Uh, well, it could be more than that because the rail unions just signed an agreement, or just had an agreement with Biden where they're going to get a 24 percent raise. Over, I think, five years. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, inflation is real, folks, and we're all feeling it. Uh, so, uh, uh, but uh, in Pennsylvania, if you're with UGI, you're going to see an increase Effective October 29th. That's a nice Halloween present. And then next year on October 1st. So see, see an almost uh, 10% increase. However, there are folks with limited or fixed income should call UGI at 800-UGI-WARM. That's an interesting phone number. To determine if they qualify for an energy assistant program. That's awfully nice of you. In other news... California Governor Gavin Newsom launched a billboard campaign in several red states on Thursday touting access to abortion in the Golden State. That's a great tourist thing. So he's promoting this in places like Texas, Indiana, Mississippi, Ohio, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Oklahoma, advertising that the state is open for business. Boy, that is a sad state of affairs, but California has chosen to do that. Now, the other thing I would say, Governor Newsom, are you also advertising in the Asian countries and in Russia and other European countries for the folks to come here on the maternity tourism, give birth to their sons or daughters in the United States, which then they will be U.S. citizens and then return. So there is a tourism business, particularly in California, for, for the Asian countries where the women will come at eight and a half to nine months, give birth, and have an American citizen. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if those billboards are also all overseas. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting interesting topic, though. Finally, Pittsburgh Gazette is reporting in her first recorded interview since sending a controversial tweet wishing pain on Queen Elizabeth II that they have removed Juju Anya and her from the Twitter rolls. So, um... Miss Anya tweeted that the British monarchy was a thieving, raping, genocidal empire, and may her pain be executing. So that is very interesting that, uh, that was this just young wrong. lady with Car- Carnegie Mellon chose yeah, to make Yeah, that was just this. wrong. Um, do you have the specifics behind behind that? I mean, um, I, I've not heard. I know that that uh, I know what she said, and I and I it was inappropriate. It was wrong, but. Um, has anybody heard from her perspective in a, in a more depth? Well, she's manner? talking about her history, her family's history in Africa and the British role in the war there. Uh, but they haven't given the details in this report. Now you can go online. But this is out of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Now, I will say the interesting part is when you look at the British Empire and you look at other empires, but what did the British leave there? And did they leave? Let's look at a place like India and those who have visited India. India has a basic principles of democracy. They have a judicial system. They have uh, 
trains that run somewhat on time every now and then. So when when countries conquer, then they leave. Do they leave it in better shape? Uh, now the atrocities that go on—that's that's human history since the first humans. But on the other hand, uh, when somebody makes a comment like this, but look at Africa now. Uh, a lot of countries have tried. A lot of countries have failed. Uh, put blame everywhere. But right now, you have countries that can't govern themselves, and the rule of governance is almost in a warlord-type situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but she uh, she made the comments about the Queen, and uh, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette has reported it. But uh, very, very, very tragic. So, yeah, we was... will see. As they used to say, "God save the Queen." Now I think they say, "God save the King." So, Correct. on the mark, eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Feel free to call with your opinions and information that uh, will excite the listeners of the Central Susquehanna Valley. Uh, jump into something we talked about a little earlier uh celebration and you said you were in washington dc mm-hmm. were you over at the pentagon or any of the monuments no we went we went there just to visit uh our daughter avery mm-hmm. um so uh, i did not see any of the uh, any of the events in fact uh as we drove around we drove around the uh, washington memorial um lincoln uh, memorial um the uh, Washington Monument, the White House, uh, the Capitol, and I didn't, I didn't see anything at the time that we were there. Um, so we just wanted to be together as a family. And from a standpoint of 9-11 and people remember where they were at and they talked about it, 21st, and I do remember I was standing in a, uh, in a uh, gentleman's office and another gentleman came in and asked a couple questions and then you went through the whole scenario. And, and I, I say this and we talked earlier. Uh, the understanding of 9-11 and, and what happened, I believe 95% of the country has a perspective that, you know, this happened in the United States. If you were in the military, if you were uh, doing business, if you were, you know, at home. Uh, I remember a young lady telling me, she goes, Ben, I was nursing my baby watching this on TV. I was like, well, you know, mm-hmm. so perspective's different. So, I think 95% of the country has a understanding to some degree. Then there's 5% of the people that lived it. And what I mean by that is the, the people who were in the towers, who went to help the people in the towers, the, uh, the people in the in Shanksville, uh, that uh, down that plane, if you've ever been to that memorial, that is an outside church. I mean, the only sounds is nature there and people walking. I was there one time and a cell phone went off. I felt so bad for this poor young lady who was trying to turn her cell phone off because it, mm-hmm. it is there. Uh, the Pentagon, as we saw there. Uh, and of course, in the towers. Uh, from your perspective, it is a different day. Yeah, it is because it, it changed your yeah, family it changed for my life. Family for life. Yep, um, as it did many, many other people. Uh, I mm-hmm. lost my sister uh, Laura, who was. 34 years old. Uh, she was on the first flight. Uh, she was heading to uh, Los Angeles uh, for a regional meeting. In fact, she worked for the airline. She worked for Qantas Airlines, and they were having mm. a regional meeting in L.A. And, uh, and and she got on the flight, and that was it. Um, she was on the flight out of Boston, the first flight out of Boston. Yeah, yeah. She was, uh, she was on the first flight. And, um, uh, yeah, so it devastated our family, and uh, but um, as it did a lot of others, but, you, you know, you have to, you have to move on, and, and, and uh, we have uh, to the to 
the extent of, um, you know, I reflect back on it. It's hard to, for me, maybe I'm part of the 5% where it's hard for me to watch the stuff on television mm-hmm. uh, right around, you know, September 11th every year. There's a lot of uh, shows and things like that. And I, I really don't like to watch it. It just, mm-hmm. it starts to, things just start to bubble up inside me. You know what I mean? That I don't really want to have to deal with again. So uh, I can talk about it, but I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to watch no, it. No, appreciate you talking yeah. about because I think, it, it, again, it's, uh, from my perspective, yeah. uh, I try to go out to Susquehanna University and mm-hmm. to alumni. Mm-hmm. They have the towers right there off from the mm-hmm. football field between the library and the, I uh, forget the do- dormitory, uh, resident hall, mm-hmm. I guess you have to call it now, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I see that. I remember taking my daughter out when she was younger and mm-hmm. she says, Dad, why do you, I said, well, these people, you know, yeah. and so it's a different perspective mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have read book or you here and there on it. However, you literally had. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine that call when that happened. Well, you know, I was actually um, I was in law school and I was mm-hmm. in class and somebody came in and said a plane, which I didn't know my sister was on at the time, mm-hmm. uh, just went into a, a building in. in in New York, and I and I believe like a few months prior to that, there there was a a plane, a small plane that went into a building um, somewhere maybe in Texas or I I forget the details of it, but uh, but they've had them in New York. They've yeah. had some, and I don't think so it's wrong. Some weekend pilots yeah. clip up. So I had no idea it was yeah. a large, you know, it was a large plane. Um, I thought it was just a you know a, a smaller plane, and so uh, uh, when I went uh, uh, out. Um, uh, I dawned on me when I was in class that you know my sister was flying from from Boston to LA this morning and I went out and I, I made some phone calls mm-hmm. nobody was picking up their phone and then I saw another plane go into the uh, the second plane went mm-hmm. in uh, there was a t- television monitor and uh, then I got a call from my my brother-in-law and said your sister was on that uh, plane and I, I just couldn't I couldn't believe it um, and it just you know you're just stunned uh, it didn't really sink in mm-hmm. and so I just I explained to the professor she stopped class we all left um, I was driving home and just saying how do I tell my parents you know how do I how do you make that phone call I did not I didn't know what to do so um, you know my father-in-law John uh, Pagana he uh, very spiritual man and and I remember calling him because I didn't know who else to call and he was in the middle of seeing patients and I said I said John what do I do mm-hmm. and he said I'll pray for you and that was really all there's nothing else anyone could do uh, and and that that um, has stuck with me for a long time because oftentimes when tragedy strikes there's really nothing you can't always do something but you can pray and so uh, that um, um, that led me to uh, being able to make the phone call to my parents who were in sort of denial for a couple of days mm. um, my brother was stuck in California because they shut down all the air traffic he couldn't get back to Pennsylvania for a, 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 you know a week or so so it was a really difficult time the one thing I wanted to point out you were talking about in Shanksville where it's really mm. quiet I'll never forget following September 11th how this country was united. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were flying American flags on, the, on their cars, uh, but I remember walking through my hometown and it was super quiet. The cars weren't, nobody was beeping at each other. Mm-hmm. People were holding the doors open, saying mm-hmm. thank you, you know, good morning. It, it was remarkable because I had never experienced something like that in my life. And it 
did change people's behavior. And you know, fast forward to now, and, and you're right. We kind of we kind of forget it's human nature. Um, but uh, you know, for some of us and many of us, um, you know, it's just a, it's a tragedy we'll never forget. Well, in meeting you afterwards, uh, and then talking with you, I'm trying to think. A couple years afterwards, the uh, the scenario I, I look at it is that again, people watch this for information. As I sat with my daughter and watched that, she asked some questions on that. However, for you, it opens that wound every time. So there's the memorial side of it, and then there's the, okay, uh, this this is a little overboard here. Yeah. However, I would hope everybody would understand that, and it would be taught as history that this happened, this is how it happened. And then if you want to get into the, uh, I don't even think... A, plate of spaghetti might be easier to understand what where it comes in and where it comes out when you get into the geopolitical side of it and the Saudi Arabia. I mean, you know, that, mm-hmm. that just gets... But one thing I will say that it does show, we talked about the immigration fiasco, but it does show how government does not work well enough. And someone says, well, government can't be run like a business. And I says, no. It can be run. It won't be run 100% like a business because you don't have, you know, you have board of directors. You have a smaller group that mm-hmm. makes decisions. Uh, you know, a business supposedly, how are you? Should be like a battleship. You can turn it around quickly, not an aircraft carrier. Some businesses get to be an aircraft carrier and then they don't, they aren't in business. Mm-hmm. But my point is, no, it won't be run exactly like a business, but it should be run more business-like. You should be able to take care of your employees. You should be able to have a safe working condition. You should have people be able to have a career, not just a job. You, you would hope government, but the point being that the FBI and whichever groups were not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So here they had a bunch of people who were learning to fly, but they didn't really want to learn to land. Well, I mean, that should have thrown up flags, you would hope. But within the group, they and the Clinton administration put these rules and regulations and whatever together that these people were not communicating within our government. Yeah, you know, we, we had never really had this type of you know, tragedy before. So the fact that people were, um, these terrorists were, were taking training, um, learning how to fly a plane but not land it. Uh, I'm not so sure that that was on anybody's radar in terms of like the possibilities because it had never happened before. I know my parents who are uh, older now, um, they had a really hard time understanding the level of hate. Mm-hmm. That that was involved in this. I mean, they just couldn't wrap their hands around it. You know, now we, you know, I'm younger. Well, I, at the time, I was, I'm, I'm 53 now. But, you know, you've been around the the, the 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 horn a little bit, and you understand that there's good and there's evil, and and um, you want to see you want to see good and evil take a tour, go into New York City, and and go to all the firehouses, and see the the pictures and the images of the the gentlemen the the men and women mm-hmm. that were the first responders that were lost or or, or helped mm-hmm. do their part. It is remarkable how you can see good versus evil in in that day. It, it was just clear, and um, you know. So I do believe that there's there's evil at work. Um, I believe it was it was certainly on that day evil was at work, and uh, but there was also a lot of good that that has come out of September 11th as well. Well, we appreciate you sharing that. We're going to take a break. You're listening on the mark. Uh 
Craig DePazio passed on. I, I thought was uh, something appropriate to talk about since we're in the, in, in the September. Uh, callers, please call us at 800-795-9565. I think we had a caller in there who didn't wait, but uh, feel free to call back. You're listening to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Box. <laughs> You're listening to On the Mark. We had a good discussion there. That was a, um, I always, I thought an interesting part of real life. And, and again, uh, we appreciate you sharing with that. Uh, on the Mark, 800-795-9565. We've, we've got into some topics here. One of the scenarios is the uh, sanctuary cities. Are, you know, if you're a sanctuary city, uh, don't you step up and, and do the things that uh, you're supposed to do. But we're seeing uh, the crime rate, and I talked earlier about the uh, CEO of McDonald's talking about how he's having a tough time getting employees to move to Chicago and or to come back to their offices from a security standpoint. We've seen uh, situations in New York uh, where a Goldman and Sachs employee was killed on the subway. So you, you got places asking for people to come back to work. You know, it's post-pandemic and people aren't coming back from a security standpoint. You see the debacle going on in Philly where Mayor Kenny has talked about he'll be glad when he's out of there as mayor. So th- there was no leadership there, but he danced when they were a sanctuary city. So if you're a sanctuary city, what does that mean? Meaning, you know, you take it from a sanctuary city to Z sanctuary city, but what does that do to your citizens? And uh, we've seen, uh, you know, just just a debacle. You know, you want to talk about homeless in San Francisco, Portland, Orange County, California, right below uh, L.A. You, you talk about even the homeless I've seen the last couple of weeks, unfortunately, in Ocean City, Maryland, and Virginia Beach, where uh, a vendor told me, uh, said that, uh, you know, it gets worse in the wintertime. Uh, so, you know, you know they, they try to shoo them out in the summertime, but uh, it gets worse. So, uh, you know, we, we have seen the, the problems of uh, policies that do not work. Yeah, and with the economy the way it is, you would think like the homeless, the homelessness is just going to continue to get worse. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we have jobs uh, that uh, we can uh, afford a, a place to live and, and shelter and food and clothing. But there's there's a lot of folks out there that uh, you know are living paycheck to paycheck, and um, unfortunately, you know, policies matter. And um, you know, are we? 
am I better off today than I was, you know, um, you know, four years ago in terms of uh, the economy? And my answer is clearly no, I'm not. But um, that's for everybody to decide. But I, policies really matter. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, policies matter. And, um, you know, personally, and I don't want to steer the conversation uh, too much here, but, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think we, we've gotten to a point where we define everybody as Democrat, Republican, or Independent, and I think there's just a lot more to it. I, I you know, the policies matter. You know, I may have a policy on immigration, but I might be uh, uh, somewhere else on uh, the or on uh, financial matters and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think we have to have true leadership is to be able to. Um, do what's right. Do what not, what's right. What's practical, um, and um, and I don't think our leaders, you know, in many cases, are doing what is right. Um, I mean, well, we're seeing the results. We're seeing the results. And I talked about it a couple of weeks ago accountability. But uh, let's go to the phone, Mike from Bloomsburg. You are on the mark. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the uh, discussion about nine eleven, and for me right now, I believe we're in a, a post nine eleven era okay we we were united uh, we were focused and we were one america mm -hmm. but now we have a situation where we're very divided and one party all they want to talk about it seems to me uh it's driving a wedge and they're and they're using abortion and donald trump okay and uh, abortion is supposed to be left up to the states now according to the supreme court now lindsey graham decided to uh, try to mess things up for some reason. And uh, as far as the economy, you know, we're not talking about the economy. We're not talking about the cost of the invasion at our border. We're not, uh, we're not asking, why did these cities say they want to be sanctuary cities? And now all of a sudden, when uh, people that just walk across the border are being shipped there, they've, they've kind of changed their mind. What, what caused them to be uh, so blatant to say we're a sanctuary city, we welcome everybody, and then when the rubber hits the road, they change their mind. And that, you know, why aren't we looking into that? I mean, there's so much going on, but we seem to be just focused on these TV commercials, abortion, and Donald Trump. And I don't know if Donald Trump's going to uh, run or not, but to me, we don't have a nominee in the Republican Party. When I say we, I'm a, I vote Republican. I'm a registered Republican. So why are we allowing this conversation? Why, why is the media focusing so much on all these narratives that the Democrats want to push? It's almost like, you know, these cities wanted to be woke because they wanted the federal money. They wanted to save their sanctuary city and get the money from taxpayers for that. The media wants to not get uh, hammered by the political you know, the FCC and all those people, so they want to carry water for the Democrats who seem to be extremely in control right now. I just think we're falling apart right now. That's how I feel. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I agree. I think we have to be... Um I guess somewhat careful personally about falling apart uh, or with the saying that we're falling apart. I mean, um, at a national level, I guess from a national perspective, but, um, you know, we live in, I live in a community, um, and I think our, our community is a wonderful community. You've got a lot of hardworking people that take care of a lot of people that might be unfortunate. And so locally, I think um, uh, that's kind of where my, my mindset is when we start going uh, into national conversations, it's 
it's I think it's difficult because w- we can talk and talk and talk, but the same people that are running the country and have been for decades uh, aren't doing anything about these problems. And that's where I, I, I'm not a that's where I seek help. Like, what can we do about it? And and really, it's electing, it's electing the the right people to do the job. And um, you know, I think they've got to, the Republicans have to, I think, do a better job with messaging because I think, I, it, to me, this this uh, midterm election should be a layup. But it's it's not sounding like it's it's going to be that. You know, and um, there's a lot of problems that I think can be solved with just good leadership and. Yeah, Mike, one of the things that uh, I I look at here is, uh, I've said this, uh, quoted this gentleman on the show a number of times, but Milton Friedman made a great comment. One of the great mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions rather than their results. And as I talked about, government should be more business-like. It should be looking at what are the results. What are the results of Medicare? Medicaid. What are the results of military spending? What are the results of this government program? And one of the dirt, again, we talk about the dirty little secrets. One of the secrets that they want to hide is government might not want some of these programs to go away because it allows them to funnel money to certain constituents. Exactly. And then that, that money goes back in from the constituents back into the uh, politicians' pockets to run these ads on TV. Now, the last thing I want to say is, I, I, I said I'm a Republican, but there's a, there's a Democrat in Ohio that I used to have extreme respect for. His name is uh, Tim Ryan, I think it is. He's a congressman. And, and I'll tell you what, I thought, you know what, there is a Democrat that I could get behind. Now, I'm, I'm only judging by what he's saying, okay? And, and, and I know other Republicans that are very familiar with him, that are actually personal friends, and they thought he was really good. And now, he was on TV last night saying that we have got to kill MAGA. And, and, you know, and, and now, he said MAGA in that movement, okay? Now, why would you have to kill a movement that, like you said, we want America to be great again. We want our government to be accountable. We want it to be running essentially, you know, in many respects, uh, like Milton Friedman said, we have to judge it by the performance, not the intentions. And and to me, that was the way this uh, Tim Ryan sounded. And now he goes on MSNBC and says, "Hey, we got to kill MAGA." Yeah, uh, you know, you know, and I, I I've known Tim Ryan for years. He's a Congressman from the northwest, I'm sorry, northeast part of Ohio, somewhat blue collar. He's looking for Reagan Democrats. I don't think they exist anymore in some ways. Uh, Tim Ryan is exactly the phony politician that he's trying not to be, and he has been. And he, he tried to portray himself as a moderate, and he wasn't. He's a liberal. He's voted with Pelosi a number of times. He tried to challenge Pelosi a little bit here and there, but no. T- t- Tim Ryan is a, is the, what's it, the uh, phony plastic banana, good time rock and roller, liberal politician. He really is. When you try not to be who you are, you are nobody to nobody in my mind. But, I mean, that's, that's up to him to do his campaign. But, Mike, appreciate the call. We're going to move on to Cindy. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> you know, the question was asked, why are the sanctuary cities behaving the way they're behaving? And I would like to answer that question for the city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, over the last two decades, experienced a 25% decline in population. 
Well, what does that mean for that city? Well, among other things, a sharp decline in the federal dollars that are pouring in. So how do you solve that problem? Well, the federal dollars don't care who you are, just that you are. So any person, regardless of whether they're here legally, illegally, a citizen, a green card holder, any person counts as one more cog towards getting those federal dollars back. Especially so in no 2020. they have uh, romanced the illegal immigrants to settle in the cities hoping to boost their population numbers and raise back the amount of money they get from the federal government. Yeah. Now, the downside of that is that, you know, the Census Bureau has done studies and found that at least 60% of these immigrants require social services. They cost money. And as a consequence, when you're asking for money that you've immediately got to send back out the door in social services, well, that's no fun. They want the free money. Right, and that's the by which and free by which I mean not already attached to somebody. Money. Yes, and there's there's their problem because that they have invited a, a large population of impoverished people who are incapable of supporting themselves. Why? They don't speak the language. They don't have the educational status. They don't have the job skills. But they've encouraged them to move there. It reminds me about. Um, a century or so ago when they created these huge uh, tenements in the cities of impoverished people. And everyone decided that was unacceptable. They were alarmed by these concentrations of the impoverished. And yet here we are doing it again. Well, well, Cindy, one of the things, too, and Craig and I have talked about this off the air, but you're exactly right, and and I know this being a, a former school board member, my point about Philadelphia is it, the people of Philadelphia should have a revolution about their school system because they are not teaching the young people, and my, many of these are minorities. They're not teaching these young people, and it goes to your point also, is that the government needs a subclass of people that depend on them for, for existence. So right. bring money there, and earlier I, I said... on. And, and people don't quite understand our phone system. When, when a caller's talking and we talk, sometimes we can't hear each other. But my point earlier, and you mentioned it later, was the census. Get people into your areas for the census because that's how government money is going to show up. More government money right. is going to show up at your doorstep. But we right. wear free government money because it's never free. Well, President Trump tried, in his administration, tried to say that the census would not count people who were here illegally. Yes, Why he did. should they? Yes, They're not did. U.S. citizens. They don't get to vote. The purpose, the initial purpose of the census, it was to get a count of the people who were eligible to vote. And it's really become very perverted since then, what the census actually you know, counts. I mean, my God, they sent me a survey and wanted to know how many toilets I had in my house. What does that have to do with whether or not I'm qualified to vote. Yeah, Cindy, you had said that they don't have the right to vote, and I would just add they don't have the vote, the right to vote yet. Well, that's true, but in order to be able to vote, they have to, one, learn the language, and they expect, because it says that in the, in the laws, to become a citizen, you must be able to speak English, but they come here, and they expect me to pay for their English classes. Well, I don't think so. 
You know, I'd like to learn CDL, but I don't expect you to pay for me to take a CDL course, I think. I should. <laughs> well, and that only makes sense to me. Why would I put that cost on other people? But, of course, those who favor this massive influx of impoverished people. And let me just say this. I predict that in a year or two, they're going to come out and be saying, Oh, my God, look at how the poverty rate has increased in this country. Well, no wonder you imported it. You imported it by the truckload, by the busload. You, you know, you threw open the doors and said, all you poor people, come on in. So why would we be surprised then when we see a statistical increase in the number of poor people in our country? It's, this is the kind of stuff government does that just puts, just, I roll my eyes. I, I give no credibility to government anymore. None. That's uh, very frustrating, Cindy. And as we've seen, uh, you, you wonder almost, and I know Craig and I have had the conversation here real quickly in break, is that is it somewhat on purpose? Are, are there people yes. doing this? And yes. also, too? Yes, they are. Government? Could, there's no accident in this, Ben. There could be, nobody could be this accidentally stupid. These mm-hmm. are people with college education. This is a deliberate action on the part of the people who control our government right now. They're not fools. They're purposeful. And they're, and they're ignoring the outcry of people, reasonable people like myself, like you, like others who say, what on earth are you doing? They're ignoring it on, on purpose. They're pretending that everything is on is fine on purpose. Just consider this. You raised the issue of 9-11. And after 9-11, we got the Patriot Act, which said that for me to be able to get on an airplane and or enter a federal building, I had to have a real ID. And, a, and make no mistake, that is not a simple thing to get. No, yeah, no. And for women, especially because we change our name when we get married, now you have to show up with your uh, marriage licenses, and oh my God, it becomes such a production. So you, we get this real ID because we, the citizens, can't be trusted to really be who we say we are. That same government that insists on that turns around and says, hey, y'all, come in here. We don't really care who you are. Just move along. Move along. Here, let's spread you out so it's even harder to figure out who you are and where you came from. Your legitimacy, your ability to prove who you are is irrelevant. Just come in. Bodies. We're just looking for bodies here. No, you know, it's just it's reckless as far as I'm concerned. Nope, it's you're reckless. exactly right, and you bring good points. Cindy, appreciate the Thank call. You. Enjoy your weekend. You're listening on the mark. We're going to take a quick break and come back and uh, finish up with the last uh, 16 minutes, roughly. But uh, I think we're going to approach some topics, Craig, that might be more than interesting, and the guys can follow up on Monday. Oh, boy, Robin, Kevin's not sitting there. I thought this was Kevin's song. Okay, thanks. Uh, Real quick, Robin, jump in on this. Last night, getting back from travels, I thought I would catch a little NFL football, but uh, my uh, rabbit ears did not pick up the uh, streaming of uh, the Amazon game, which the Chargers and the Chiefs were playing, and uh, I did see some highlights, but I did not see any of the game. So uh, so interesting now, uh, the, the NFL, and it's big bucks, but Amazon is now broadcasting Thursday night football. 
So uh, we, we will see what trend that happens. But I did understand from some people that uh, streaming around the country over took cable in percentage of people watching whatever shows they want. They streamed them, mm-hmm. and that was in July. Mm-hmm. So that's my daughter and mm-hmm. your kids we probably watch, yeah. watching this, or you're watching this stuff. So is is cable going to uh, become the um, buggy whip of uh, the early 19th century? I mean, is so. But the NFL had streaming and mm-hmm. believe me I didn't make a call to anybody I thought I'll just uh, I'll just watch this history channel about the war in Stalingrad mm-hmm. so uh, Dan you are on the mark hey good morning guys well very interesting how many callers today mentioned the deliberacy of the government to create havoc in America but as people like me that studied scripture most of my life, we realize that our government is the best system there ever was. And people at the upper echelon of the world and United States itself, they don't think we deserve this. They think we're living too good, us common people, and they can't have it. So they decided this is a good time to destroy our system and for globalization because they have some of the right people in government to do it. And we that studied scripture, we knew this was going to happen sooner or later, even though most of us held back as much as we could by voting for President Trump because he was not a globalist. He was for our country, for the United States to make us great. Yeah, Dan, Dan, I would say this if I could throw that in. Sure. And I asked people on both sides, I said, so what is wrong with America not being great? Because America's history tainted in some regards, but you look at America has allowed freedom around the world a number of times it was done better but you know you look at the Berlin airlift you look at the Marshall Plan you look at uh, what President uh, Bush uh, 43 did uh, over uh, in in Africa to fight AIDS the money that poured in there you look at when there's a, a tragedy around the world that uh, disaster that Americans are first you look at the money Americans give and a lot of the money is not coming from certain segments of the uh, uh, population here. But uh, so America being strong and American taking care of itself. And, and I put this analogy out there for people. If you're on an airplane, what do they tell you when the masks come down? Put your mask on first and then help the others around you, your children or whoever's around you. But if you take care of yourself first and you're able to help other people, and I think that that's America in, in my regards. Amen. You, you nail it right on the head. That's what we were, but it's all changing. Yeah, we were the greatest, and we helped underprivileged people seeking asylum here and they, every one of them that came in ki- kissed the soil of this country how great we are or were and 
it right now it's a I can't believe how many media people seem like they're for the destruction of this system and you know what they'll go right down with it if they are managed to destroy our system they're not going to have freedom to speak out like they do now but but they think they might though dan dan we have another caller we're going to take a quick hey, break great and we're going to talking back. with you, you thank you for calling have a good football weekend <laughs> okay you too thanks for calling we're going to take a quick break on the mark brought to you by the sunbury motor company and uh dick hang on we'll get you on the back side of this break there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, Rob, a little John Fetterman campaign music. Everybody must get stoned by Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Uh, Penn State down in Auburn should be an interesting. I hope the Penn State fans have a good time in the SEC. I think it's the first time a Big Ten team has visited the plains of Auburn. So uh, we'll see. Dick, you are on the mark. You, you mentioned the uh, Thursday night football game, and I just went through this, your call, call screener. I have cable yet. I have I have a YouTube TV. I've got the Big Ten work, network. I have ESPN Plus. My wife has an Amazon Prime account for packages, so I get on there last night. And for me to watch the video, I either have to pay by the game, the month, or the season. And you know they're going to pretty soon nickel and dime me right out of mm-hmm. out of sports. I just I'm curious how many people actually watched that game last night and ha- actually have that platform to watch this stuff. No, Dick, I agree with you, and that's where it's going. And it's big money, and uh, it's fr- like I said, I thought it would be on at least the NFL Network. They used to, but but so you so you went to your wife's Prime account had to get right. on and, and, and logged in, but, you. but there was a five dollar fee for the game, or fifteen, or fourteen, or thirteen dollars for the month. And then are $139 for the season. They did the same thing with Amazon, with that on Amazon Prime with the baseball. I used to have the big the MLB network, and then you, and then I actually watched it one season with their Amazon Prime account. But the next season you had to pay the $139 for the season, which was a little cheaper than MLB, but you still had to pay for it. I guess my point is, and just like Flow Network covering and. PIAA stuff and, and wrestling. I mean, they're they're basically they're they're charging you literally for everything. It's almost like you have to pay to go to the game. Yeah, I don't think it's changing. And I know Steve Jones has gotten into it because I know uh, the suit gets frustrated when Steve Jones talks about the business of sports. But after the Big Ten's football contract of seven billion plus and all this other thing, what you're talking about here today, what you're talking about with the PIAA on the flow, very frustrating when you want to watch wrestling or watch a basketball game. Or watch a football game uh, locally uh, that you have to pay for it through the PIAA. So uh, 
I, I, Dick, I say this respectfully. I don't, I don't see it changing. Well, well, I, it's not going to change with Thursday night football because Amazon has an eleven-year contract with this. Yes. Yes. 11, 11 years. So basically, and there's, you know what, there's too many other things going on on a Thursday night that I want to set and pay to watch every Thursday night football game. I don't watch them when I could watch them for free, or not for free, but yep. with, the, with the streams I have. I guess it, my, my point being is I'd like to know what percentage of people actually watched the football game last night compared to a normal Thursday night well, football I, game. I do have numbers here. Okay, Rob does uh, have the numbers. According to the Nielsen data, the game reached 1.04 million viewers, so just over a million people. That's but it. But... That was not necessarily just on the stream. Uh, almost half of those people watched it live in San, Di- in San Diego and Kansas City because they broadcast, broadcast the game it. there. Okay. So about 500,000 people, give or take, five wow. or 600,000. So, I, so, I know that you could go to a bar and watch it if they actually had uh, one of the uh, wow. platforms uh, that they stream stuff into sports into bars with. Okay. Dick, appreciate the call, and I'm sure Steve Jones will be addressing this maybe today or Monday. But thanks for the well, call. I might have, have seen my game. last Thursday night football game last Okay, take care. Uh, So, yeah, no, the the times are changing, but uh, that'll be interesting to see. But the numbers will speak, but uh, boy, the money's there, though. Mm -hmm. You got a program going on, you're starting tomorrow. Yeah, so. we have a program uh, run through the Catholic Church called uh, That Man Is You, and it's for uh, men 18 and over. Um, and it's really about trying to uh, uh, help develop authentic men who are, you know, leaders in their family, uh, and then, you know, become leaders in their community. Um, and it's it's interesting. You have speakers, nationally renowned speakers. Um, Anyways, ours is starting at St. Pius the 10th Church in Sealands Grove uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Uh, it's about an hour and a half, uh, 30 minutes of uh, snacks, 30 minutes of video, and 30 minutes of uh, uh, conversation. Okay. Thanks for coming in, Craig. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. Uh, quick shout-out to my daughter on her 20th birthday out at IUP. Happy birthday. So, uh, but uh, anyway, appreciate you coming in. It was a good time. First time. First time. And we'll pop some champagne later. <laughs> You're listening to... On the Mark on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.